You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It's Robin Waite here from the Fearless Business Podcast. I have got possibly the most exceptional guest on the show today. It's John Lee Dumas, who has amassed over 3,000 episodes on his podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And I thought it was a big deal hitting 100 episodes on Fearless Business. So uh, it's a real pleasure to, to have you here today, John. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It is a big deal to hit 100 episodes. I remember when I did, it feels like it was yesterday. So congratulations on creating a lot of great content. And here's to many more. Oh, legend. Yeah, we're on season two. We're heading to 200. We're coming coming at you, John. It's going to take... Boom. <laughs> right. Um, listen, you, you wrote a fantastic book and I'm going to give it a, a, a plug because um, uh, you very kindly gave me 100 copies, which I sent out to, to all of my clients, which they loved. The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And you've spoken to so many different entrepreneurs, business owners. One of the things I'm most interested to hear about though is in your view, why is it that so many businesses fail so quickly? Listen, businesses fail for a number of reasons. The main reason is because they don't have their specific big idea. They don't have their big idea that they're both passionate about, but they also have expertise in to have that, what I call zone of fire in the middle there so that they can go all in. Because you know, one thing that we've seen a lot, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, Robin, is there'll be somebody who maybe even got a head start at doing something with an idea or a product or a service, but they're doing it because it's an opportunity, not because they love it. And then somebody else will come in the game later than them that just loves that thing. It's their passion, it's their joy. That person wins every single time because they get up in the morning, they want to do that thing. They go to bed at night thinking about ways to improve that thing. So there has to be a combination with what you're working on with passion, but also value and expertise into that, having that zone of fire in the middle. So that's the biggest uh, reason why so many businesses fail. They don't have that combination. They usually have one or the other. Just passion, that's just a hobby. Just expertise, you're going to get bored and stop doing that thing. You must have both. 100%. Well, I think it's it's so easy to get a business set up online these days, isn't it? You know, and you see all these people running FBA businesses and stuff. And we see the highlight reel, the sort of the, the 10% who aren't, you know, do make it a success. And all of those lumps and bumps in business, you know, you've got to have the passion and the purpose and the drive to be able to, when there's a dip, to be able to like persevere and push through that. So that makes perfect sense. Um, and, and in terms of like identifying that that sort of big idea in the first place, like what's your advice around like how, how, how should somebody kind of decide what is the thing they're going to go all in on? Well, listen, there is a step-by-step process. We go through it in the book that you so kindly held up there earlier, where it is a process where you're going to go through and really be honest with yourself and list out the things that you have passion, excitement, enthusiasm in, and then list out the things that you have expertise, skills, knowledge, value to give to the world in. And you're going to have two different lists. And then you need to figure out within those two lists, what's the overlap? How do those commingle? How does 
the third thing on your passion list match up with the seventh thing on your skills list? How could those become something? And that's really where you're going to find that middle ground, that zone of fire. And that's where you're going to really want to go all in and use my favorite word, which is focus, follow one course until success. And when you do that, when you focus and you follow one course until success, it's not if, it's just when you will find your version of success. So it's all about just swinging the odds in your favor as best as you can. And, and an example of this, I always use is um, Rovio who created Angry Birds. It was like, that was their 246th app or something, which they developed. They just kept on persevering and focusing on, you know, creating like killer apps until they found one that was super successful. Man, I haven't played Angry Birds in a long time, but <laughs> that was an amazing app when they came out. I mean, they just nailed it. I, I, I still remember the early versions of it being absolutely blown away. And it's like the simplicity of it. Anyway, we don't have time to talk about Angry Birds, John. I've got to make the most out of this opportunity, which I've got with you here. You, you talk about, um, you know, there's 17 different steps that you talk about in the path to uncommon success. Um, you must have like, there must be one or two which you're kind of magnetized to that you feel kind of gives somebody the greatest impact the quickest. So do you have a favorite of those sort of 17 steps? Well, I love them all. But for some reason, what I'm drawn to right now as you and I are talking is actually the 17th step, which is keep the money you make. Because one thing that breaks my heart is people will buy this book. They'll go through the process. They'll do every single step. They'll work super hard. And they'll have success as a result. They'll be selling products. They'll be selling services. Their business will be taking off. But then they'll look at the end of the year. They'll be like, man, after expenses and advertising and payroll and taxes, where's all the money? And that's a good question because I was asking the same question back in 2014, 2015. I was making multiple millions of dollars per year. But then after everything being like, where is the money. And it was tough and it was painful to come to that realization. So what I want is for people to follow these 17 steps to get to their version of financial freedom and fulfillment. But I want them to really understand that they need to take the final step very seriously. Keep the money you make. That's why I moved to Puerto Rico five years ago now, so that I'm paying a flat 4% tax rate, no federal, no state tax, just 4% total tax. And that is part of what I do to keep the money I make. And one thing that I've been doing now for 95 months in a row is publishing our monthly income reports. And one of the lines on those monthly income reports, besides net profits, gross income, expenses, is the percentage of net revenue to overall profits. And last month, we actually had our best month ever where we kept 93% of the money we made, 93%. We're usually in the 70s or low 80s, which is still fantastically high, but something just clicked on all levels last month. And it was key because when you keep the money you make, then you have opportunity where your money can start making money. And it's not just going to be you making money. That's absolutely incredible. I don't think I've ever heard of a business doing 90 plus sort of percent net profit. Doesn't happen every month for us. No, but even still, even for it to happen one month is just, you know, that's ridiculous. And I always encourage um, uh, the Fearless crew to kind of uh, think about two things because we never have a cash flow problem. Like money flows in, money flows out. So like there's never a cash flow problem, right? It's exactly like you said, solve the first problem, which is making more money. Solve the second problem, exactly as John's just explained there, like keep holding 
hold of that money because then you can either use it for gross or potential passive income streams or lots of different options then. You know, I, I see far too many businesses kind of essentially lead, living their lives like hand to mouth. They work, the money comes in and then it goes straight out to pay their mortgage and put food on the table. And I believe probably like you, John, as well, there's a better way to live your life. So, you know, what, what do you, what do you, how do you believe that people should leave, leave their life or lead their life? I should say, you know, what, what is it that we want to achieve with our, within our lifetime? How do you work that out? This is what we want. We want financial freedom and we want fulfillment because when you have financial freedom, you now can start making choices that you want to make, not that you have to make. You start being able to make choices that maybe I want to give to this cause, help out a friend or family, or you know, just make sure that my financial war chest is at a place where I have complete financial freedom to make the decisions that I want to make. I don't have to stay in this job, right? I don't have to keep doing this thing within my business because I have that financial freedom to say, you know what? Yes, that's an extra X number of dollars per month, but it's an X number of bandwidth and unhappiness and stress per month as well. Let me just cut that away. That's what financial freedom gives to you. And just having a financial freedom alone is not enough. Like you need that second component, which is fulfillment, which is actually waking up in the morning and saying, I feel good about what I'm doing, about the impact that I'm making, about the lives that I'm changing, about the fact that my voice, the message, the mission that I want to share with the world is actually fulfilling me because it's impacting others in a positive way, which is why I always love that Albert Einstein quote, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Because if you are a person of value, you will be fulfilled because you are adding value to other people's lives. And that is just a core tenet that we as human beings really do strive for. That's gold. And if, if you're, if you are leading with value as well, that, you know, the money inevitably comes after it. I always say like money is a byproduct of a job well done. Um, Mrs. Waite hasn't quite got to grips yet with like how we spend our money. You know, we're still working on that at the moment, but um, you know, it, does, it does give you a lot of options. And I, I, I do a lot of work with my team as well, just around, um, you know, I'll explain to them I, when I take marketing, for example, listen, we'll work together on a marketing strategy. I'll delegate some responsibility. You're going to get input from me. But if you hand a task back to me, that's going to create more time for me, that's actually not filling me up. There's, there's things that I want to do to add greater value. So that's, that's, that's a, a, an amazingly great piece of advice. And that quote again, it's Albert Einstein, Yep. try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. 100%. Absolutely love that quote. We should, uh, I may get that framed, I think, and pop that in the office somewhere. And, and um, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you've spoken to some amazing like entrepreneurs in the book, um, incredibly successful people. You know, even, even the quote on the front cover from Gary Vee, you know, is just a really inspirational guy. There is a danger that, you know, again, I mentioned the highlight reel earlier on. There's a danger that we look at these people and see them as being super successful and they kind of make it look quite easy. And even there was an element in your book where I was reading this thinking, oh, you make it sound so easy. But the reality is that's not always the case, is it? It's not easy. Listen, it is hard to achieve the lifestyle of your dreams. It is hard work to create a life of financial freedom and fulfillment. I mean, if it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it. But you know what else is hard? Being broke, living paycheck to paycheck. Waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror and knowing that you are underperforming your expectations of yourself, 
Like that's hard too. And by the way, I've lived that life. That is hard. I can speak from experience. So it's hard work, either path you choose. So choose your hard. Do you want to work really hard building the life of your dreams? Or do you want to choose the hard path of being broke, living paycheck to paycheck, always scrambling, always being disappointed in what you've accomplished or lack thereof? Choose your hard yeah, I, I, there's, I'm going to push back slightly here because I think there's an element of um, like, obviously, we've got to lean into the hard work. I think people are much more motivated when they've they've lost everything and now they've got to get it back because they've been there and it gives them the drive and determination to really push forward. I think there's a, that sometimes some people do have it too easy and they lose it all and they don't quite know how to deal with it. So I think there's a, you, you've got to get the balance right, haven't you? It's like what drives you, where your motivation comes from. I think the biggest gift a parent can give a child is not giving them financial freedom. Because if you're given financial freedom and you didn't work for it, it means nothing to you. You don't understand it. And then, you know, you'll probably lose it and then you'll be, you know, skillless. So I still look back and think one of the biggest and best gifts that my parents gave me was a happy home for 18 years, an education, a, a kick in the right direction. And then that was it. And like, I can look back now and say everything that I built, I built through my hard work, through my mistakes, because I made plenty of those, through my false starts, through my struggles. It has gotten me to where I am today. So to me, when parents are just like, oh, I'm just working so hard. So my kids never have to work hard like me. I'm just like setting them up for massive, massive failure. Yeah, well, it, not just them, but it's generations to come, isn't it? And I, I made a firm commitment with my daughters, they're seven and five now, to, to make sure that when they grow up, they're money wise, they understand about wealth and where money comes from, and they can kind of start to figure this stuff out for themselves. But we're by no means going to give them a trust fund and kind of, you know, send them on their way. Because I learned, my dad put a hammer in my hand when I was 15, and he taught me how to build build stuff, you know, and I've renovated cottages. I built the studio I'm in and I, I'm incredibly proud of that. And I know that my family and future generations, I hope will be. So John, that's an incredible share there. Like very honest of you. Uh, and I appreciate you, um, you coming onto the show and to the Fearless Business Podcast and sharing that with us. Listen, I know you've got to dash. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor. Tell us more about the book, how people can get hold of you, how people can get hold of the book. And I'd love to hear what you're kind of working on next as well, if that's possible, if we have time. Check out Entrepreneurs on Fire, the podcast. Check out the book at UncommonSuccessBook.com. The book is called The Common Path to Uncommon Success. So UncommonSuccessBook.com. And right now I'm just working on hanging out, relaxing, enjoying the rest of 2021. And thank you for having me on the show today. Nice. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, John. Bye, Robin. Take care. Cheerio. Cheerio.